Welcome to the Quantum Alignment Q&A, where we traverse through an array of healing modalities to educate, empower, and excite our listeners on their path of holistic health and wellness. In sharing various practitioners' experiences and insight, we hope to cultivate a deeper relationship between one's true self, the mental, physical, spiritual, and emotional bodies. And now, join naturopath, transpersonal psychologist, and cannabis therapy consultant, Dr. Pepper Hernandez. Welcome, and thank you so much for taking time to be present with us today. Our intention for this podcast is for each and every one of us to get one step closer to the highest version of our aligned self each and every day, mental, physical, emotional, and the spiritual connection. Today, we have Blair Hope. She is my guest to speak about communication with animals the healing touch for animals technique and how we can use those type of tools and using Blair specifically to better understand our pets and support pets energetically so they can thrive. Blair, hello. Thank you so much for being here. I'm thrilled that you decided to come on the show today. Hi, thanks so much for having me. I'm really excited to talk with you. I have so many questions, Blair. I've never, well, we haven't had in our four years of podcasting, we haven't had anyone on the show speaking specifically about pets and animals and communication. And almost all of us, if you don't have a furry friend in your family, you should, but almost all of us have a family member that's a furry four-legged. We just all do. And it's so important. And this type of content and what you're going to share with us is so valuable. So tell me and our listening audience a little bit more about who you are and what you're doing in that particular field. I'm a Healing Touch for Animals practitioner, and I'm also an animal communicator. And I got into this to help originally to help my own dog as he was getting older. I wanted to support him in a more holistic way. And then I've been working with hundreds and hundreds of pets and their people to help them, especially when the pets are struggling and the people are just trying to figure out how to help them or if they want to better understand their pets so they can have an even stronger bond. And I absolutely love being able to give back to these amazing animals that show us such unconditional love. Blair, how did you get started doing this? So I had a very special dog, Bear, who's a chocolate lab, and he was my fur baby (laughs) before I became a human mom. And he was about 12, and I could see him starting to go a little gray and maybe limp a little bit occasionally. And so I was looking for a more natural and holistic way to support him as he aged so he could stay healthy and hopefully stay with me longer. And I found Healing Touch for Animals. So I took a class and I actually Bear got to go with me because you can bring your dog and we work with the dogs too. And it was really, really fascinating 
I knew absolutely nothing about the idea or the concept of energy, but it was interesting. And I could see that the dogs are responding in the class. And then we worked with horses. And so I could tell something was happening. And I kind of played with it with some friends, animals, and my own dog for about a year or so. And then when I took the second level of training and Bear came with me, at that point, he occasionally would have this like funny limp in his back leg. And we learned some techniques, worked on the dogs. And after that, we took them out for a break and he walked out of there like he was a puppy. And I said, okay, something amazing is happening with this work and I need to do more with this. And so you learned to work with your own fur baby. That's how this passion started. And then what about that next big leap into working with other people's pets though, right? We have a connection with our own pets. We kind of feel like we can help them and we can understand them intuitively. But how did you go from doing that with your own family, your fur family, to doing it for so many others? I've always loved animals and I saw how good my dog felt after I worked with him. So I started working on friends' pets and I started doing some volunteer work. I ended up coordinating some classes for Healing Touch for animals. And as I was working with other people's pets and they were seeing results and they were telling me that their dog was going on walks again like they used to or, you know, could get up and down better or they were calmer and less anxious at the vet. I also started getting some intuitive information about or from these animals. And at first, I didn't really know what that was. I remember working on a dog that literally could not stand up without help. He was much older. And I had this picture in my head all of a sudden of this dog running through this field. And I thought, well, that's, that's, that doesn't make any sense. Like, he clearly can't do that. So I kind of dismissed it. And I didn't say anything to his person. But these things kept happening. And then I had a time where I actually, it all kind of came together for me. I was supposed to go pet sit for a friend of mine. And I had showed up at her house to get her keys for that weekend. When she answered the door, she was just crying and crying and crying. And she said, I think it's his time. Like, it's, she didn't know what to do with her dog. She said, I don't think he's going to make it. I don't know what to do. So I sat down and I did Healing Touch for Animals Techniques with him. And he relaxed and she relaxed. And all of a sudden I had this picture in my head that kept coming up of this gold key. And so I, because it kept coming up and she was a friend, I said, look, I don't know what this is. I'm glad he's feeling better. I hope you figure it out. But I keep seeing this gold key. So we said goodbye and I left. And she called me 30 minutes later and she said, you are not going to believe this. She went in her jewelry box for something and there was a gold key that said, let go. Yeah. <laughs> and she just, she knew, she knew it was time to let him go and it was the right decision for him. So I knew that something amazing was possible and was happening. And I just wanted to keep experimenting with this and helping other pets. I love this. Can you talk us through what that process of healing touch is? Is it like Reiki or something in that realm? Or is it more structured? Can you share with us that process? Absolutely. So healing touch for animals is a modality of energy medicine. Like there's Reiki and acupuncture, are different modalities. And it's actually adapted from healing touch program, which was created by nurses and hospitals. But animals energy system, and especially their field, is a little different. So the techniques have to be adapted. 
So healing touch for animals techniques are hands either gently on or just off the body, using the practitioner's hands to guide the flow of energy, to bring the energy system into balance, into a more open and stable state, which then supports the body to self-heal both physically and the emotional stability for the animal. And before you started doing this, I imagine you were doing something else, right? As healers, we kind of come into our modalities and our practice and we gather things in our tool bag to help. Was this something that you always wanted to do or did it just come about? Yeah, what, were you it, doing? Actually... what were you doing before? <laughs> um, I've always been in a helping profession. I was actually in the social work, human services field. And then I was in early childhood education. I was a preschool teacher. I always wanted to be a vet when I was little and I loved animals, but it never even crossed my mind. I had no idea that something like this was possible or existed until I started looking into it for my own dog. And even then, initially, the intention was just to help him. What great stories that you have, and I'm sure that you have so many others. But I have a quick question for you. Are you in a place where you can do like virtual appointments with people? So if someone was wanting to say, hey, look at my animal, what's wrong with them? Is that something you can do? Or I would hope you could do that because I want you to do that for my dog, Riley. But is that something that you're into yet or are most people in person? Yes, actually, my practice has been exclusively distance work for several years, and I'm just starting to do some more local in-person things again. So I do distance sessions with almost everybody. And what does that look like then? How does that work? That's a good question. So energy follows intention, and I ask them for a picture of their animal just as a way for me to help focus. So like, for example, if you sent me a picture of your pet, and I would know that he's your pet and he lives with you, I'd have the picture to focus on. And then using one of the Healing Touch for Animals techniques, just because that's how I started getting the information, be connecting through their heart and throat chakra and reach out energetically and let them know that you asked me to connect with them. And then I tune into their energy. And because my intention is I'm just focused on their energy, so I'm getting just their information, and they are the only ones that are receiving the benefit of the energy work, it works just as well as it does in person. And I use a surrogate, so I actually do the same healing touch for animals techniques with my hands on either a stuffed dog or one of my animals, or sometimes even myself, because I get a lot of good information that way, and with the intention that I'm really working on your pet. And because the way energy works, where it's not limited by time or space, and it's really with intention, they get the benefits just as well as they would if I was physically at your house doing it. I am fascinated. I so want you to work with Riley. He is a special dog. I don't want to go into too much detail, but we'll talk during the break. But he has had Reiki and I mean, a massive amount of healing modalities because that's what I'm into and that's what I do for my own body. So over the last decade, you know, he's had doggy massages. I mean, you name it, he's had it. But I am really interested in what's going on with him in the last year. So I don't know, maybe I could talk you into like doing a real live assessment of him or something. I don't know. We'll talk about it during the break and see if that's something that you're open to. But we are going to take a short little break. But before we go, 
Will you tell us a story of one of the most interesting, like virtual appointments that you've had with an animal? And what's the most interesting animal, by the way? (laughs) I work mostly with dogs, cats, and horses, but I've also worked with a sloth. I worked recently with a bull that was in India and a monkey. I worked with a fish, guinea pig. So I love working with all different types of animals. It's fascinating to get to know how they're different and and connect with them. You have to tell the India bull story. Like (laughs) I'd like to hear that before break, if that's okay. I would love to. I would love to. I have a friend that's involved in a rescue organization that's in India and someone called them apparently because they saw this bull fall into this construction site, like off a, it turned out being off a bridge, at least is what I got. And the bull was injured. So they ended up finally being able to get someone with construction equipment, lift him out of there and take him to a rescue where they could treat him medically. And so I sometimes will volunteer to help animals that they have rescued. So I worked with this bull and I connected with him and it was amazing because he wasn't owned by anybody. So it's a little different sometimes with animals that don't have a connection with a person. But what I got from him was that he knew that he either had to let the people help him or he was gonna die because he couldn't stand up. Turns out he had broken his leg. So because he had let them help him and trusted them, he was open and I could easily communicate with him because I let him know that I was just here to support him, give him a voice if there's anything he needed, and energetically support him so he could heal and go back to where he came from. And as I'm working with him, when I work with animals, I do an assessment of their energy system. I kind of scan the body too to see where something might be different or need if support. And then I also communicate. So I ask the animal questions or I ask them, what do you want to show me? And I get information in pictures and thoughts and sensations in the body. And so with all of that information from the bull, I was really focused on the two legs on the right side. And the sense I got from him was that he had like misstepped and fallen off this felt like a bridge to me that was being built and landed really heavily on his right side. And so I got that sense from him. And then as I'm assessing his energy and I'm assessing his legs, it was the two right legs that showed that there was a compromise where the energy wasn't flowing the way it should be. So I worked with him to support his body so that his energy could come back into balance. He'd actually done an amazing job already of coming back from all of that trauma. He was pretty centered. But I worked a lot on the right legs and especially I felt on the front right leg so that we could get the energy flow going so the body could support itself so he could self-heal. So there's a time delay between here and India. So I sent this information to my friend. So she had to reach out to them to find out, you know, what I said, I'm really curious, which leg was it? It was his right front leg that he fractured. I mean, how fun. I love this. I absolutely love this. I'm really into medical intuitive work. And I think as an empath and an energetic person, we pick up on things like that. But then transferring it over to the animal world and being an intuitive or pet whisperer, it's just fascinating. I love it. I love what you're doing, Blair. And I appreciate you for being on today. We're going to take a short little break and we'll be back to ask you some more questions. I'd love to hear about the sloth story in a moment. 
Have you ever thought about getting a cannabis doctor's recommendation letter? You can. You can do that with LeafWell. Your doctor's evaluation would include a two-year doctor's recommendation letter, an instant PDF download, 24-7 online verification, and there's no in-person appointment necessary. You can do it all online. It's also HIPAA compliant, which means complete privacy. There is a secure payment method, and with LeafWell, you can get your cannabis medical card online in minutes. No matter what state you're in, if you would like to save $20 off, they're giving Giving our listeners a $20 off promotional code, which is Dr. Pepper 20. That's D R P E P P E R 20. So, welcome back to our show. Those of you who are listening, you have no idea what just happened. During our little break, I kind of begged Blair <laughs> to check in with my dog, Riley. Many of you know Riley, you've heard his little paws, you know, bouncing around in some of our earlier episodes. Uh, if you know me personally, you have met Riley because he spent over a decade as a working dog. He is a certified emotional therapy support service dog. And so I don't know if I should tell this to you, Blair, before you okay. give me the feedback, but I'm sure most people do tell you a little bit about their pet. Yes. Um, and I did not tell anyone, by the way, before this. So Blair, this is the first time she's hearing it, but he was a service dog and he worked in private practice with me. So I have a private practice in Northern California, seeing patients in and out every day, sometimes on the weekends, teaching classes. And so he was very social and he was present in the office at all times really helping out with those people who may have been on maybe the PTSD or anxiety side of seeing a new physician, seeing a new naturopath and that kind of thing, and also working with the children. So during the break, everyone, I asked Blair if she could just take a look at Riley and he, he got close enough to the camera and like waited for just a moment. And now she's going to tell me what she thinks. Thank you, Blair, for putting up with me today for making you do this. What kind of information did you gather from Riley? Why is he, or what does he want to share with you to share with me? Um, well, I just kind of, I didn't really tune in too deeply with him yet, but I did, sometimes I get just kind of a quick bit of information, even just thinking about them or seeing their picture. And I felt like he said, sometimes mom, you share too much personal, like with everybody. <laughs> That's a hundred percent true. And I know he cannot stand it. He does not like my, and I'll whisper it. He does not like the adoption story. He doesn't like that story because it's traumatic for him. And he thinks that I birthed him. And so when I tell people that I adopted him from the border collie rescue in Mount Shasta, I usually whisper that because I know he doesn't like it, but yes, you're right. Okay. So you're right on that one. Thank you, Blair. I'll pay attention. Yeah. It's funny because the feeling that came with that was like, people don't need to know everything. <laughs> I am a very much an overshare. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So he's got me on that and you're correct. Yes. <laughs> By the so, way, audience, yeah. this is all in like three minutes, maybe during our break. Okay. <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> yeah. So I get, usually I'll ask people for a picture. And since I got to see him live, I now have like a picture I can tune in with. So I'm going to just kind of close my eyes and sit for a minute and see if he wants to share something. 
Okay. Um, I felt like he might be a little hesitant because of what he shared. <laughs> People don't need to know everything, but I'm going to ask him specifically what he's trying to tell you. So I'm going to reach out to him through energy. And okay. he's heard you ask me to communicate with him. He already knows that. I don't need to tell him. Okay. I'm just going to sit for a minute. So I just had this image of him loving to run around a lot, um, that he's been really active, which you had said, but I felt he wanted you to know that sometimes he asked you to pull it back in. And what that means, I kind of had this like energy, pull it back in. And the message seemed to be that when you have in a deep, deep bond relationship, like the two of you have, there's something sacred about having some things that are just communicating between the two of you. And I had the sense that you communicate without words, like mentally, energetically, that that is that's such an amazing like gift that he sometimes wants to keep some of that just special between the two of you. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I tell all of his stories, all of them, <laughs> every single story that happens between us. Like I tell everyone, I tell my mom. She thinks I'm crazy because she's like, she thinks they're elaborate stories, but I'm like, no, he said that he actually said that, you know? And so, and I've been trying to, yeah, I've been trying to make a book series, like my own personal book series with him and he's resisting. So, okay. Thank you for that. Not everybody wants to share and I need to be more cautious. So yes, thank you. You have a feeling too, that you might, if there's something like when you're telling the stories, if there is something that you're so passionate, that there's a reason you want to share them with people. I think if you were to tell him, like, this is why I feel like it's, it would be helpful or it's important to share this, or I would love to share it. Even if it's just because you're sharing the joy you felt with him. I feel like he would be kind of like, okay, that's okay. <laughs> I will absolutely take that. Thank you so much. I never even thought about that. And it does make a lot of sense. And I'm going to have that conversation with him this afternoon. I just had oh another thought that, that yes, makes please. sense that kind of clicked is that, that there are times when like, you're almost taking his, not intentionally at all, but like taking his voice because you're telling his stuff. Does that make sense? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I tell his stories all the time. Yeah, I need to express to him and tell him why I'm telling his stories because I think he's funny and he's smart and he's talented and not a lot of people can see that because they see him as a four-legged. So I need to tell him. So thank That's you so beautiful. much. You're welcome. You are amazing. I love that. It's not something I would have picked up on. So I appreciate you. Can you tell me, I mean, you just did that in real time. Can you tell me and the listening audience really what it takes for you to get into alignment, if you will. So like your personal process around getting into a space where you can even be an intuitive, where you could do this type of work. What does that look like? That's a great question. So in the moment, like when I'm getting ready to communicate with the animal or connect, I need to make sure I'm grounded. And I usually make sure the other person is grounded too, that I'm grounded so that I can be a very clear channel and I actually kind of imagine myself stepping out that this is, I have no stake in this. 
I'm just a channel. Just I can hear without, you know, my beliefs or my interpretation. Um, but as far as how my journey, it's it's definitely been a lot of, you know, like we're all doing our own self-work. And my meditation practices helped. But what I was really surprised to discover was that I thought I had to meditate more to do this better. But it turns out doing this also supports my meditation practice. And I have discovered that I can actually be a channel even when I'm having a bad day, even when I am going through stuff in my own life. And to me, that's just amazing to see what's possible and what we can do. If someone was interested in doing this as, you know, for themselves or for others as their own practice that they offer to the world, what are things that you would suggest? Um, it's starting to trust your intuition. That really is a huge, huge part of it. It's trusting and even, you know, just communicating with your own pets. Really, it's it's starting to play with it. And the more you listen and you start to trust and then you find out, hey, that was right then you start to trust more. So it's really, a lot of it's about trusting yourself. And what in the larger scheme of things is the bigger picture? What can we take from being able to communicate with animals? What does that look like? What's that message that you want to give to the world? I think it's just that animals are intelligent, emotional beings and in many ways, much wiser than we are. <laughs> and most of us that have pets that are our family members, we talk to our pets, but we don't always do it intentionally. And when you start to realize that not only do you have this bond where you can't imagine them not being in your life, but you have an energetic connection bond with them because you're in their energy field. You have an energetic bond even when you're not physically with them. And that animals, our animals communicate with us, not just from hearing our words, but they communicate with emotions. They feel our emotions. They feel our energy. They even feel like what we're thinking in our minds if we're talking about behavior and the picture we're sending them, that they communicate with us in so many ways. And I just love when people start to become more aware of that because then they start communicating with and also listening to their animals more. And that bond just grows deeper and deeper. And then transferring over from if we can communicate with dogs and cats and you're, you know, communicating with bulls in India and sloths, which I want to hear that story next. What does that mean about cows and pigs? Like, I mean, I don't want to get off on that whole vegan side of it. We have had some amazing people, pro advocate vegan people on the show. So if you want to get that content, go back and listen. But what does that tell us about all animals on the planet? It really does make you think, doesn't it? It makes you aware that not only are they amazing beings themselves, but we also have this connection with all living creatures and things. And it really starts to make you think. Where did you get your training? You said you went in person with Bear, uh, your pet. And, and so that was available for you in real time, in real person. But where did you get yours and how can someone choose to get that for themselves? Do you teach a program? I'm not an instructor, but Healing Touch for Animals is an amazing, amazing organization. They're based out of Colorado, but they have courses in person. They're usually 
Friday, Saturday, Sunday courses for each level. And they also now are offering online courses for at least the first three levels. So anybody, absolutely anybody can learn how to do this work. A lot of the people that take the classes are taking it to help their own pets like I started. Some are groomers and trainers and veterinarians. So anybody that has an interest in animals can learn how to do this work. And the organization is amazingly supportive of everybody that's taken the classes to help you grow and help you practice and help you learn these tools. I love this. Have you ever seen yourself wanting to work with holistic vets or do you? That is something that I am exploring more. And especially two of my areas of specialty are behavior when there's still, there's still something going on, even when you've looked at medical conditions or training that I can bring in that energetic perspective and the pet's perspective to bring in additional pieces of the puzzle. And in addition, one of my other things I love to help with is help pets and their people at the end of the journey, whether it's a natural process or euthanasia. So that is something I'm definitely expanding into working with vets. Oh, wow. That's, that's really interesting. Like, would that be like a death doula for animals of sorts or something like that? Uh, maybe, but so what I do is I connect with the animal to get a sense of what they need and help people give them information so they can make a decision on what to do. I also provide energetic support so that the animals can have the best quality of life. They can feel good as they can for as long as they're here. And then I actually help people if they euthanasia is what's needed. I actually have a beautiful, beautiful technique through healing touch for animals and animal communication, which is helping the family to say goodbye. And I've just had some amazing experiences with that that makes it easier on both the pet and the people. I would love to hear one if you want to share. Do you mind? Absolutely. Absolutely. I did a euthanasia session with a family. So what I do is I do a session with them before they go to the vet. So this was, the family was at home. It was, I think, a mom and dad and the grandmother, the, the mom's mom was there. And this dog had a health condition where they, they had made the decision that this is what they needed to do. They'd already decided that it was um, needed to be euthanized. But through communication with this dog, I was able to help them talk to the dog. And there was amazing moments through the dog. I felt the dog was telling the grandmother, you need to help them through this. This is going to be hard. And when I told them that, we were on the phone together. When I told them that, the mom said, you won't believe this, but he just stood up and stared directly at my mom. And this was also an animal that had had to wear a muzzle to the vet previously. And she told me later that they had the most peaceful, beautiful experience taking him to the vet. No muzzle. They felt completely peaceful and he was completely calm. I love that. That gives so many people hope. You know, I appreciate you. Before we let you go, I have a couple more questions. How can people find you if they want to reach out to you and, you know, get your insight? The best way for them to reach me is through my website which is blairhope.com. And they can, I always like to offer free and I help your pet call so we can talk about what's going on and, you know, can healing touch for animals or how can I help you through healing touch for animals? How can I help you through animal communication? And what are some things maybe that you can do on your own as well? um, When I work with people and their pets, there's always information on how they can support their pets at home and continue to work with them. Thank you for that, Blair. 
Blair Hope, my guest. I'm saving the best for last. You said it was a very short story, but tell me about the sloth and the why I'm so connected there is because I have a really great friend who I adore so much and she's obsessed with sloths. So tell me that story because I can't wait to share this with her. Sure. So that was actually as part of, I did a mentorship with a very well-known animal communicator because I wanted to continue getting deeper with communication. And one of the things we did during this mentorship was there was a sloth in, I think, South America that had escaped from a rescue and they didn't know where it was or how it got out. It just, it got out. There was no clear sign. So each of us communicated, reached out energetically to the sloth and got a sense of how it got out and images of where it had been or where it was. And it was amazing because not only did I get these images and these kind of feelings of some things that had happened along its little adventure, but the other communicators in the group, we all got very similar information. And I was, that was just an incredible experience to communicate with this animal that got out on this adventure and then realized that he didn't want to be out anymore. What was <laughs> the adventure? Well, he got out and escaped. And then it's what I, the sense we all got was that he was, enjoying it for a little while being out and being out in the jungle but then couldn't get back to where it's used to having its caregivers and its food and um, needed some help to come find him i don't imagine he got too far sloths move very very slowly (laughs) i mean that's a sloth joke but i mean i imagine he didn't go like too too far how cool is that to be in that now before i let you go that sounds like remote viewing as well do yeah, you think that you're I doing that? For it, but I definitely have worked with animals where I get images. A lot of the information I get comes through in images of places or experiences or even their house. So I definitely do see, I guess, from their perspective, I, I get pictures from their perspective. So you're actually seeing through their eyes, not, not outside looking at them um, or both? A little bit of both. Usually That's they're showing so cool. me what they see. Yeah. Okay. Blair, you've been so wonderful. I appreciate you. I'm so grateful that you've been on the show and that spending time with us and getting to know you. I appreciate you so much. Oh, thank you. It's wonderful to talk with you and Riley. <laughs> he appreciates you. I am certain of it. And to our audience, thank you for tuning in. Thank you so much for being here to get us one step closer to the highest alignment of our own selves, mental, physical, spiritual, and emotional bodies. I'm your host, Dr. Pepper Hernandez. Thanks for listening, and let's make this your very best life ever. Dr. Pepper Hernandez is one of the world's most respected and accomplished cannabis naturopaths. She has guided thousands of patients worldwide in the use of cannabis, non-psychoactive forms for a various range of illnesses, disease, and discomfort. 
She works with her clients in the mental, physical, and emotional components of health and well-being. She's the founder and educational director of the Cannabis Holistic Institute, which aims to educate, empower, and encourage holistic health practitioners, physicians, and students to use whole plant, sun-grown medicine as a part of their wellness routine. Dr. Hernandez is a syndicated cannabis medical journalist and the published author of the Cannabis Patient Journal series. Learn more about her and her practice at drpepperhernandez.com or across social media platforms, including Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and YouTube. If you would like to make a one-on-one appointment with her, connect with drpepperhernandez.com for an easy online schedule.